And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I have John with me, and John is a repeat offender. What do I mean by that? John has been on the show multiple times, and one of the reasons I like having John on the show is that you can't take John and you can't put him into a box, because John is somebody who did things completely different than you did. He he led his life in a completely different fashion than you and I did. Five-time winner of the City of Tombol's Property Management Company of the Year. Now, you would think that this guy has got like a massive ego, right? This guy's been there, done that. He's created, he's, he's created something out of nothing, essentially, and he's built this big real estate empire. And I haven't even told you that he owns six different multifamily apartment communities, plus a single-family house on top of it, just to put a little cherry on it. Now, you would think that maybe this guy's ego was, was out of control, but I'm here to tell you this guy is down to earth. This guy is grounded. This guy, if, if, you, if you were to pick up his ego, his ego would be very small, because he's learned humility in his life. This guy is now let me just let me sprinkle some more stuff on because let me let me tell you more about what this guy's done. This guy was the president of the Houston Apartment Association, did that for, I think, a year, maybe two years. When we bring him on, I'll ask him for the, for the actual details. And so you have a guy who's in his 30s, who's basically the, the head of a major organization representing major organizations in the apartment industry. And yet this man is still humble. So let me do this. Let me bring John onto the show because I want you to hear from his lips the humility that's going to pour out. Because this guy is not all about, this is what I've done. And he's not all about, this is what I'm going to do. He's all about helping other people. And when you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, helping other people is one of the main things that you must learn. If you are a selfish person, you will not do well as a Lifestyles Unlimited member. You won't fit well within the culture because we like to help other people out. So with no further ado, let me bring John onto the show. John, how are you today? Welcome back to the show, my friend. It is a blast to have you here today. Thank you so much, Al. It is a, a blessing to be here and good to talk to you again. You know, I, I, I'm just going to start off the show by, by asking you the question I know you get asked all the time. Now, just the backstory for those of you that don't know jo John's backstory. Uh, at, at what, the age of 19, you, you started this real estate career. Do I have that right? And that's right. Okay. And, and you and your father came up with this, this game plan to buy a 50-unit apartment community, Correct. Yeah, we started out buying some single families my first uh, year of membership. This is, you know, 2007, 2008, when you could buy uh, a lot of foreclosed homes for pennies on the dollar. And uh, after learning that single family market for about a year and, you know, being the one that ran those operations, we transitioned into a, a 50 unit apartment complex in a, a not so great uh, part of town. And I got to learn a lot running that thing day to day. Okay. Now, since then, you've also gone back to school. You've earned your college degree, correct? 
yeah, while I was running that 50 unit for four years, uh, I would you know work there all during the day, usually in the office on site, and then at night would would study and and take my tests for an online um, business management degree. Which avenue do you think prepared you best for the success that you've achieved thus far in your life? Was it was it working in that 50 unit, or was it going to college, or is it a hybrid? I picked up a few things from college, but I will say, uh, you know, working in in the business and having that real life experience was far and away uh, more beneficial for me and what I've done and what and what I've learned. You know, I, I I can't replicate the kind of experience you have. You know, with things I would I would learn from talking to other uh, mentors and members at Lifestyles or going to some of the classes at Lifestyles and then being able to immediately the next day turn around and implement those lessons and tips and tricks and advice at my own business. Um, right away without having to think, like, oh, that'd be nice to know for later sometime. Um, that was instrumental and a really effective way for me to learn and grow. So why did you spend the, the time and the money to get that college degree? Was there some other external pressure impacting you? Um, I felt like at the time that it was it was beneficial, maybe even necessary from a you know qualifying for loans standpoint, potentially raising money down the road from investors. If we ever tried to do any kind of institutional money, that would be a good box to check. Uh, now I don't think it's it's very impactful. Now that I've got the track record, it's really hard for me to say whether it was extremely beneficial early on or not. Um, so it's you know something I I can I can say I've, I've done is great, but it does not compare to the I think the 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 clout that the the track record has and the lessons I've learned from being actually in the business boots on the ground. I think it's important. You know, a lot of times if I talk I'm talking to um, someone who's trying you know in their early twenties or late teens trying to figure things out, they, the assumption in the conversation is that this end, needs to end with like, oh, you've got to go into real estate. And that's not necessarily the case. It's not the fit for everybody. I think what's more important, and that real estate may be a great path. I'm not discouraging it by any means. But I think what's really important is thinking about what are your unique strengths? How, how are you wired? How did God make you? And then what kind of um, things can you do in a career or um, really in your life that adds the most value to the most people. And so, and what's, what's really important to you, it's, you know, the, the Stephen Covey principle of starting with the end in mind, you know, as people are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, I think um, I'm by no means, you know, the, the experienced sage to come to with that question. I've still got a lot to figure out as well, but some things I have learned is um, I get a lot of satisfaction nowadays. I've, I've lived a, a, a very blessed life um, where I get, um, a lot of family time with my, with my, my kids. I have three young children that are nine, six, and four years old. And I am in a very um, sweet and short window where my kids love hanging out with me. They're hanging on my every word. And a lot of people um, with kids in this range get to a point in their careers where they need to be putting in the grind and putting in the hours. And that's where the most is demanded of them. And it's really sad to miss out on this time, this window with your kids. And so I'm really blessed to have um, a lot of flexibility in my schedule and be able to be present while my kids are so available and like sponges soaking up that time with dad. So having something with some level of, of schedule flexibility, at least for me, is very important. That might not be important for everybody, but that was very important for me. Um, and then having a career job that is really focused on helping other people and adding value to their lives. And we do that in many different types of people. We have investors um, that we try to be as transparent and honest with and give them a great return on their investment with us and their trust with us. We have uh, employees and team members 
who give us their lives. I mean, they're showing up every day to these properties and, and to our offices, and we can um, value them and treat them as, as a, a holistic human and not just a, a wheel and a machine, include their families to be flexible with them when they have personal emergencies, um, understand when they're feeling burnout and they need some extra leash, give them the tools they need to succeed, and provide them a job where they feel known, they know when they're winning, they have an opportunity for growth, and they have an opportunity to make an impact in the lives of our residents. And that's the last group is, you know, with our residents, we try to do so much more than just providing a roof over their head. And we do that with a lot of integrity and not trying to just take advantage of them and sneak in fees and things like that, but as well as doing things like bringing after-school uh, kids programs to the property. So if both parents are working and a kid gets home from school, they don't have to go home to an empty dark apartment, but they can come to a really nourishing and, and uh, beneficial um, program in our, in our kids' club room, or bringing in supplemental nutrition and food bank distribution meals, after-school tutoring, computer classes, ESL classes, things like that, where we you know, really differentiates us from our competition and feels like we're adding a lot of value to the residents, and also makes our team members feel like they're making impact in people's lives. And that's how we do it in the apartment operating world. But I tell people all the time, um, you got to figure out what is going to be your specific industry, your specific career path, and how you bring in these elements of providing the most benefit and the most impact to the most people in um, such a way that creates a fulfilling and a rewarding, satisfying life and career for you. Um, so you can, you know, when you're home, you're home and you got uh, if you're if you're married, if you have a family, they get all of you, and you're not distracted and um, taken. You're not gone all the time on work trips, so you're not um, you know outside all the time on work calls. When you're home, they get you. And I'm not not saying I do that wonderfully all the time, but I'm I'm trying to do my best there. And then when you're at work, you are um, rewarded by providing the most benefit to the most people and improving the quality of lives for everyone involved. And the best way to do that is as early as possible in your life, figure out how God wired you and what your unique strengths are. We are not all the same. We are meant to sit in different seats on a bus and it takes a team to really um, exponentially impact people's lives. You know, a lot of people want to be Lone Rangers, um, but you are able to, you can't do anything at scale by yourself. And so it's real important to know what your unique strengths are, what you bring to the table, and then surround yourself with other people who have different strengths than you and are going to be able to run different aspects of the program or the business or the team than you are. So I, you know, I'm the visionary guy that brings a lot of positivity and glass half full, and I've got to surround myself with realists and people that um, are detail-oriented, because that's not me, and people who are um, risk-oriented, because that's not me, and in order to keep me out of trouble and be able to fill those those gaps um, in any team I'm on in any situation and knowing that I, yeah, I can, I can bring the hype and, or I can at least bring the positivity and build consensus. Um, but I'd need to surround myself with people who have skill sets that I don't. And the, the sooner I can learn what my unique strengths are and what I bring to the table and be confident in those and step into those strengths and step into those roles, regardless of the situation I'm in, the more um, productive and encouraging of a human I'm going to be. Wow. Ask a simple question and you get a Ph.D. level answer. Good job, John. Are you sure you didn't go back and get that Ph.D.? <laughs> Did not. I'm done with school. Man, I'll tell you, I'm just going to I'm just going to confer an honorary Lifestyles Unlimited Ph.D. on you. I hope Dell doesn't mind, but let's just go ahead and do that <laughs> there. Dominus ominous or however that works, it's all done. So um, 
here's a question for you that that I'm, I'm sure floats through the minds of, of parents and also of young adults looking to get into this business. If, if you're a young adult and you're, you're just getting into the workforce and, and maybe you've gone to college, maybe you've chosen not to go to college. It, it really doesn't matter at this point, but you're looking to get into the workforce and you want to do real estate. But one of the challenges you have is there's not a lot of liquid capital. Would you advise somebody to get a job that's real estate related or should they go after a job that gives them the best return on investment? Um, I would, I would say two things there. Um, first off, I think if if you're wanting to needing to build some some personal liquid cash to be able to invest, then yeah, getting some job in the industry, um, whether that be on the mortgage side or the brokerage side or the title side or or um, wholesaling, whatever it is, so you can just get kind of some exposure to the market and to how a transaction works and who the players are and uh, be able to to move and position yourself in that way. That that's great. I think it's a good thing to do. I would also say that you can um, if you are have at least some funds that are lacking the amount of money to really go and do it on a larger scale. There are lots of people out there with money that don't have the time, capacity, or desire to go do the grunt work of finding a deal. And so you can leverage that partnership very well. Yeah, I I agree 100%. We come back from the break. We're going to get back into the mind of John. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Your challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich, is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. That's half of your challenge. And until you can come up with that belief system, until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. So you need to get in here and meet some people. Join us for the next free workshop and meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited that will share Del Wamsley's belief system and empower you to take the steps you need to be successful. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by John, and together we're working on your financial freedom. And if you're a Lifestyles Unlimited member and you've been always wanting to ask the types of questions of John that I'm asking today, this is your show. I'm I'm here to tell you this is your show because we're going to get the answers out of him that you've been dying to hear. So, John, as we went to break, we were talking a little bit about career paths for for a young individual and and i just i just basically cited somebody that maybe could go to college or maybe just just finish college maybe they're already in the workforce it really doesn't matter where they're starting i think what really matters is the fact that they're interested in this real estate investing so so the question was really you know should they they migrate towards a job that's going to give them some kind of industry experience or should they migrate towards a job that's going to give them the best income stream possible because that's going to help fuel their nest egg for investing. And of course, I asked you that question as we got close to the end of the the segment. So unfortunately, you didn't get get the chance to to finish. So here's your chance, John. What else do you have to say on that topic? Yeah, it's a a great question. I get asked a lot. And I would would just reiterate, you know, 
you got obviously need to pay your bills and you have some kind of job that, that's going to get your finances covered. Um, if you can, if you really think that real estate is the career path for you, then getting something in that sector, in that industry where you learn the business better, start making connections and figure out who the players are, that is extremely beneficial. Um, but I would also say you don't need necessarily to save up hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars before you can do any deals. There are lots of people who have um, who have done that, who have saved up a lot of money, but don't have the knowledge, exposure, time, capacity, energy to go do deals on their own and are looking for someone to partner with. As I tell people all the time, like if you've got the energy, the knowledge, um, and the, the discipline and the character to, to go do this well, you can find people that are uh, want to invest with you and it can be a great win-win scenario for for everyone where they feel like they're getting a good return on their investment you have the opportunity to do uh, real estate deals that you otherwise wouldn't have access to um and there's that's a that's a plentiful opportunity out there you know, we joke around that you, you, know, you got to find a sugar daddy got to find a sugar mama whatever it is and uh, i don't i don't mean that in any kind of detrimental way i'm saying there's there's just plenty of um liquidity out there that wants to be put into real estate deals. You just got to be in the game and learning the knowledge and get the skills to be able to do a deal well, and then be in the circles and um, be networking enough to where you can find those people that want to passively invest and put up the money for you to do um, the deals. If you're able to find a good one, you know, find for me at this stage, raising the money for a deal is not the limiting factor. Finding the deal is far and away the limiting factor, the, the pinch point in um, in my growth or, or my my advancement, and so if I can find the deal that fits my criteria, it is it is um, um, going to crank out the yield that I want. I can raise the money for it, uh, no problem. It's finding the deal and, and then operating it well after we purchase. If you can hone those two skill sets, you can find the the equity um, to get the deals done. How do you hone those two skill sets? Um, you know, being in in the game and and going it's this is a you know as, as much as we want to think that you can do this from a computer uh this is a good old boy system a lot of times and i've i have um gotten more deals and more leads from picking up the phone and calling somebody being at a networking event being at a dinner a luncheon being involved in the apartment association um so much uh, I think all in careers and industries, but especially real estate, is about who you know and and who you're in front of. And so, you know, getting really, really good at building a network, working a network, and knowing who to call when you have a problem. You know, I like to say all the time, I have, I usually don't know how to solve problems when they come up, but I do know who to call. And um, being the kind of person that uh, people will take your call and uh, you will ask advice and then go do what they say. Uh, that can lead to an incredible amount of, of knowledge and advancement when you just have the network of resources to be able to lean on when you're facing a problem. Now, currently, you own an asset management company and you own a real estate management company. Do I have that correct, or do, do am I way off base? Uh, it's really one and the same. We kind of have a Veritas Equity Management is my company, and we are the property management company and the asset management company for all my properties. Okay, so it's it's all enclosed in the same entity then. That's right. Yeah, a lot of times you know, the conventional way that deals are owned and operated is you have you know a syndicator, which is somebody like me who finds the deal 
and they're going to you know, go lock up the on the contract. And then I'm going to go, the syndicator will go find an equity investor that is going to put up the money. And then the equity investor approves the deal, they buy the deal, and then they hire an asset management company who's going to manage the asset. And then the asset management company is going to hire a property management company who's going to man- property manage the day-to-day operations and do all the hiring and firing and vendor relations. Um, so it's, it's really a lot of times a very convoluted, multi-tiered, bureaucratic ownership structure, or at least decision-making structure in the ownership of these deals. And that's one of the, I think, strategic advantages that I have and most deals at Lifestyles Limited um, have is we're a very vertically integrated setup where I am the syndicator, the property, the, you know, the, the guy that raises the equity, the property management company, the asset management company, it's all one shop so we can make decisions very quickly and move very nimbly. How long did it take you to build that structure? Uh, the structure, you know, the blueprint is taught at Lifestyles Unlimited and um, other places as well. The actual implementation of it is, you know, the, the tricky part. But the, the, it was, I felt like I was light years ahead of somebody who would have been, you know, without the um, education and mentoring like I got at Lifestyles uh, by having at least a map to be able to go follow and then following the map and following the blueprint, building the building, that's a different, you know, a different animal. But even having the map starting out is a huge advantage. Do you, do you think folks just starting out should jump into single family or multifamily or do you have a preference in that? There is no one size fits all answer to that. And it all depends on um, how much liquidity you have at your disposal and how much time and energy and capacity you have at your disposal. There's a you know, one end of scale if you have, a lot of money to invest and not a lot of time, then you probably need to passively invest with somebody else. If you have you know, all the time in the world and not a lot of money, which is how I started out, single family is probably the way to go to, to cut your teeth. And then there's everything in between from there. So for anybody starting out, your best advice is get educated, get, get the knowledge base before you even spend a dollar, understand what you're doing in the game, correct? Yeah, get, get, uh, get the map laid out and build your network, you know, Meeting people is free. Uh, you might have to buy a coffee or something. But the more you can network, connect, um, you know, ask questions, and uh, you know, get, get to know people and figure out who's good at what, who to, who to lean on for what, that is uh, tremendously beneficial, carrying their load. How many people do you have on the payroll? Uh, I think I've got a total of like 45 or so employees. A medium-sized company, small company, how would you classify yourself within the industry? Uh, in, my, in our space, in the property management world, we are a small company, for sure. There's a, there, you know, I, I manage, we have, we have 1,500 units. There are lots and lots of companies out there with three, four, five, 10, 20, 30,000 units. Curious. I was just curious because, you know, I think it's very interesting what goes on in the marketplace because most, most people think that the market is driven sp- by faceless corporate entities, and they, they don't realize that guys like you and me can actually get involved. So I think it's very important to point out that even though it sounds like you're, you're operating this huge company, in relation to everything else that goes on in that space, it's considered small, and, and you, you described it as such. But what I want to do, John, is I want to pick your brain about what you see going on in the marketplace right now. Uh, Del Wamsley, our founder and CEO, he is, he is saying that he's, he's seeing blood in the streets. What, what are you seeing in the marketplace? Yeah, you know, being, being plugged in with the brokerage community and being so involved with the Houston Department Association, I'm, I'm really fortunate to have 
a kind of front row seat to understanding what's going on at the at the at the ground level with property operations and with pricing. And um, you know, as the Fed has significantly raised interest rates over the last year, year and a half, that directly causes mortgage interest rates to go up, which directly causes cap rates to go up, which directly causes values to go down. And so that was, you know, you just learned, uh, got a PhD in, in real estate appraisal right there. But the the takeaway is, as values have gone down significantly, like like a third, probably in the last, uh, you know, I don't know, year, year and a half, what that does is when people have loans coming to maturity, they have to go either refinance the loan or sell the property. And they don't want to sell the property when values are down 30%. This is not a great time to sell. But when they go to refinance the loan, they may have a loan uh, that's, that's maturing it that was a $10 million loan. But now when they go to refinance, the bank says, hey, I'm only going to be able to give you $9 million for this refinance. So they've got to bring a million dollars cash to the table just to refinance their loan, usually at a higher interest rate. And so that creates a lot of uncomfortable situations for owners. So that's when, when Dell talks about blood in the streets, that's what he's referring to is all the properties with loans maturing right now are in a really tight spot. Some are selling, some are trying to refinance. Everybody's got really tight operations, and it's going to create um, a really interesting cycle and potential buying opportunity in, over the next probably 12 to maybe 24, 36 months. How many, how many properties that are out there, I mean, percentage-wise, do you think are affected by this, this situation? Man, I don't know a, a percentage-wise necessarily. I can't even remember the dollar amount of debt that's coming due, but it's a big number. Um, I would, you know, it seems like it doesn't take a lot to massively affect the market, even if it's only 20% of the properties that this is happening to. Yeah, when it happens, it moves cap rates and it moves values a tremendous amount. Um, and, you know, there's – I had somebody tell me once that, you know, I got started in the business at 19 years old and in the middle of a very down market in 2007, 2008. And um, they – this person who is a very experienced real estate investor has been doing it since the 80s said, you know, most, John, most people get to experience at least two – market cycles in their career, depending on what age they got into the business and how, how long they stay in. Um, some people get lucky and can experience three. And those are people that you know, often accumulate a lot of wealth because there's a lot of wealth to be, to be made during these cycles. And he's like, you may have a chance at seeing four you know, potentially in your lifetime, uh, which is an, an incredible opportunity for me and, and, uh, and, and good timing uh, for everything. And so I'm excited to kind of get into this, to this market. I, I feel sorry for a lot of people who are getting, getting caught having to refinance or having some kind of liquidity event in this down market. Uh, but it's going to create an incredible opportunity for those of us that have the track record and the liquidity to take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. That's exactly what I'm seeing in my research. And we know that you are, you've got a huge, huge connectivity with a lot of people that are in the know and they're seeing the same things. So, you know, what would you advise somebody who's just getting started in this business to do uh, with regards to what should they do first? Uh, I think the the faster you can get, you can jump in and get plugged in, the better. Uh, I have friends who have been in the business for a couple of years now, and it's been tough. You know, it's been a hard couple of years with very skinny margins. Uh, but I tell them, 
uh, you know, the deals that you bought now may not be your flagship incredible deals, but you now have, have gotten a couple deals under your belt and you have the track record now to take advantage of this wave that is coming. So, you know, if somebody's kind of sitting on the sidelines or, you know, worrying about things, this is, I think, I don't know, but I think I get the feeling this is going to be one of those kind of once in a decade cycles where we can have uh, some incredible opportunities to really move the needle with these investments. And I'm guessing you're keeping your powder dry, right? Doing my absolute best, build, stashing it as fast as I can. All right, getting ready for what might come. Although it, there's no proof that it will happen, correct? Absolutely not. You know, there's been we, people have been saying there's a recession due for years and years and years and years and years. <laughs> we have all kind of holding our breath, waiting for the ball to drop, and has not seemed to drop yet. It seems more likely now than ever, but you're absolutely right. We can't control the future. We don't know what kind of you know global events may impact things, and and uh, we need you don't want to you don't want to go all in on something that you don't have a lot of strategy on. But the the signs are pointing in a direction saying that it's going to be a great time to buy pretty soon. Yeah, one thing that I've learned in my almost 60 years on this planet is that you can't time the market, you can't game the market, but you've got to be ready when the market gives you opportunity. Thank you, John, for being on the show. I know people learned a lot from you, and if you want to get started with what we do, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.